the art and science of hacking our environment or modulating it to support our body is what biohacking is. Did you also know that this is a key element to becoming a radiant human through supporting our bodies to be as pure as possible? This is where deep eating radiance comes from an inside out approach to reduce inflammation, oxidative stress, and allow you to have powerful energy and the best sleep ever. Check out my top biohacking picks from supplements to EMF protective clothing, to water purification, air purification, blue light blocking glasses, detox options, and much, much more. Head on over to theschoolofradiance.com and check out my biohacking page. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. In this episode of the Rachel Varga podcast, we have a very special guest who's named Dr. Patrick Yang, who's a dear friend of mine, who is an ophthalmologist and oculoplastic surgeon. We are going to talk about the many ways to stay balanced and grounded and keep your body, mind, and spirit aligned. Let's get started. Hey everyone, Rachel Varga here, registered nurse. Today I have a very special guest with us today. This is Dr. Patrick Yang who is an ophthalmologist and oculoplastic surgeon. We know each other because we actually spent a little bit of time working together. Dr. Yang, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in Vancouver. I uh, did my medical school at UBC, uh, trained in Toronto for ophthalmology, and did a two-year fellowship in San Diego in oculofacial plastics and reconstructive surgery. Wonderful. Yeah, so now I'm, I'm back in a set-up shop in Victoria, uh, and as well I do cosmetic surgery in both Victoria and Vancouver. When you think of med school and residency, it's quite the grind. How do you stay balanced as a busy professional? Yeah, I mean... It is, it is quite a challenge, but I think it's an important endeavor to try to achieve. So uh, as, a prof- as a busy professional, you know, always either on call or running between clinic or OR or, you know, doing cosmetic work, um, you know, family life, things like that. I, I think it's important to make sure, uh, you know, I take my time to take care of my, my body and take care of my mind as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are different... Uh, skills to do both of those things that's right and yeah. keeping your body mind and spirit aligned yes as a busy professional you listening to this you might be starting your professional career you might be well established you might be ready to retire or also in the process of going to school also mm-hmm. what is your favorite way to ground yourself first and foremost sports would be the best way to ground to ground oneself um, at least for myself uh, I found that, uh, you know, all through life, through high school, university, I always played on some sort of sports team or, mm-hmm. you know, did some kind of running or, or uh, gym work. And uh, that was just a great way to, you know, kind of take yourself away from any stresses involved in exams, in, um, you know, in the grind of medical school and in the, in the stress of residency or fellowship and uh, kind of just take a break from that and just re- release those uh, anxieties and stresses at That's the gym. That's right. No matter yeah. how stressed out you are, as soon as you move, you get a little bit of endorphins, you get some dopamine. There's actually yeah. a biochemical component to being active, even if you're stressed out. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, uh, being in the outdoors, if you could find an activity where it forces you to be outdoors, it, there's nothing like it. You know, when I was in San Diego doing my fellowship, uh, 
no matter how stressful the day was, something could have gone wrong, something, you know, some, some kind of strange mistake, all the, you know, holes aligned and something bad would happen. Uh, no matter how stressful the day, after work, if I can make it to the beach, just get in the ocean, it feels like all those stresses are lifted, at least temporarily, mm-hmm. but it's so important for your body and mind mm-hmm. to be able to take that break from those, uh, those stresses, anxiety as a busy professional, mm-hmm. especially in a field as, as such as surgery where, uh, you know, there's always uh, a lot at stake. That's right. Yeah. Getting in nature is so critical for grounding and grounding yourself to actually the elements around you. Yes. So whether it's, you know, sitting on rocks, putting your feet in the sand, going in the water and almost submersing yourself. Oh. When you think about the oh, word cool. grounding, if you've ever seen someone build a house, you know an electrician is going to drive a stake into the ground to basically ground the electrical circuit of the home. Mm-hmm. And we do forget to ground our actual body, and that's exactly how you do it. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Getting in nature. Getting in nature. Getting getting your, your feet in the dirt, just like your mm-hmm. analogy to the, uh, to the electrician. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because there's full-on, yeah. um, you know, ion-gated channels, proton... Uh, ion gradients there's ion gradients in our bodies on a cellular level Mm -hmm. we actually need to exchange those protons and electrons Mm -hmm. otherwise they can actually cause illness in our body right yeah Mm -hmm. and you know we we are meant to be in nature you know if you know if you think of uh you know humans you know we're in this society where we have built a concrete jungle around us right. and we're, we're in this society where we're pushing ourselves to work in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get into the nature, uh, that's where, you know, you're in your, you're in your real element. And I think it's so important. Yeah. I yeah. think you're quite an inspiration. All of your, you know, your pictures of you surfing <laughs> and being active and doing this and the other thing. I think it's great. And I think it's really important to remember Thank you. To do that. Thank you. When do you like to fit in your exercise into your routine? I like to fit in my exercise right after work Mm -hmm. because you already have the momentum going. You already have the stresses at the highest level you can at the end of the day when you're already, you know, tired, exhausted. It's surprising how easy it is to kind of say, you know what, I'm tired. I'm going to go home and do nothing or rest or or shower and do whatever. But if you can just take that extra little bit of effort and get yourself to wherever, to the beach, to the gym, to on a bike, you know, on the basketball court, wherever, uh, I find it, you gain the most benefit from that. You know, it's almost like, you know, you short-term pain, but then long-term gain because, you know, the short-term pain is trying to push yourself to get somewhere else after you already had a whole day of work. Mm-hmm. But uh, the long-term gain is your mental health and your physical health over the years that you gain. And um, and surprising, you know, I find, that, well, maybe not surprising, but that's the, the time where you get the most gain from, you know, the... Uh, release of all the anxieties from the day. Totally, and then you feel so good after. Oh, so good, yeah. Two days ago, I finished my work day, and it was a particularly long day. It was a good day, but a long day. And I told my husband when I came home, I was like, oh, I really want to work out tonight. And he said, you know, let's go to the gym together. He said to me, why do you go lie down and take a 30-minute nap? No way. If I, as soon as my (laughs) bottom hits the couch, or if I, like, I'm not going to want to get back up. So I just went. And then we had a blast together. I felt so energized after yeah isn't that amazing that you can do that right because you're exhausted i know exactly what you what you mean i've been like that over and just over don't again. sit down exactly <laughs> just yeah go. you're just completely <laughs> mentally exhausted yeah. yet you get to the gym and when you're done you feel more awake than you ever did you know the whole day so <laughs> so it, it is very very uh useful and it's a great time to fit in exercise for myself diet wise though uh you know that's just an ongoing thing you know any fad diet might work short term, but if you're not keeping that kind of lifestyle in the long run, it's not going to work really well. So, right. so I think diet wise, just uh, I like to keep to natural 
diet. So a lot of fruits and vegetables, not too much oil, not too much salt, uh, you know, meat, trying to, trying to stay into lean meat, uh, almost eating like, you know, maybe our, uh, cavemen, diet. cavemen ancestors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Almost like something like, you know, a lot of fruit and nuts and things like that. Uh, I find that to be very helpful. Um, the less processed food you have, the better. Dairy and grains is something I like to cut out. Yeah. So following more of a paleo diet. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. follow anything strictly, but yeah. I find that that helps. Uh, grains are linked to inflammation. Mm-hmm. Sodium's linked to bloating. Mm-hmm. Dairy's linked to a number of different GI issues. And Yes. Yes, it's right. I mean, uh, you know, we, if you think about us in nature again, you know, we, we probably didn't, uh, you know, weren't meant to drink you know, cow's milk for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it certainly has its benefits with the calcium and all that, and the protein. But if you're if you have if you have that from other sources, uh, drinking a lot of milk every day probably isn't the best for your intestines in terms of, uh, right. especially if you have you know something like lactose intolerance or something. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I you think know. you get more calcium from kale and spinach. You yeah. saw my garden out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> there's there's definitely other sources for different uh, you know vitamins and minerals that one would need to sort. Yeah, uh, for going sure. more plant-based as opposed to animal-based for your protein. Yeah, and and you know it's very interesting to think about what kind of environmental impact it might have if everyone did that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know just raising cows themselves for the you know dairy products and for meat industry that itself. That's is, my dream house. Yeah, farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know the the whole industry of it does create a lot of uh, problems in terms of pollution and and uh you know space usage and things like that there are there are issues around it for sure but you know that's not what we're here to talk about it's interesting to, to bring yeah. up for sure yeah and when we're busy professionals i personally feel so much better throughout the day when i pack my lunch as opposed to going to a local cafe or for you going to like the hospital yes. cafeteria you know yes yeah you know what's interesting i, I don't know about you rachel but for me lunch is like breakfast is very important and dinner is important to me but lunch is a is a uh, almost like maybe it's because of my schedule, but it's it's a quick, healthy meal. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you know it's fruits and a sandwich and something. It's not it's not this gigantic meal that you know some cultures do have, which is fine. But right. but for me, I, you know, you, you asked me personally what my diet is like. So my breakfast is healthy, you know, well balanced. My dinner is healthy, well balanced. My lunch is quick and healthy. You know, some nuts, uh, fruit. You know, a lot of water. You know, maybe some orange juice, something like that. And, uh, you know, uh, a sandwich, you know, something like that, something quick and healthy and, and kind of gets me through the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. That's great. So you need that sustenance midday for you. Yeah, that's right. Just a little boost, you know, yeah. and, and the, you know, mid-morning coffee, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bit of coffee. That's right. Yeah. How do you take care of your body, mind and spirit? And do you prioritize any of them? It's it, that's a really good question because it's very hard to answer in terms of body, mind, and spirit. These three aspects are so important for someone's health, and they feed off each other and add to each other. You know, if if either of them are lacking, uh, you can you know you can be unhealthy. You can mm-hmm. you can one will pull the other one down. So I think you know mind to me is probably just takes by a hair more important than everything. Mm. So. The body is important and, you know, I do strive to take care of it. The spirit's important, you know, that, you know, being able to 
you know, spiritually be, be uh, you know, complete in terms of what uh, peace of mind and everything. We're definitely spiritual beings. Yeah, we are. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, it's it's a miracle that uh, in itself for people to become friends and meet and chat and, and uh, develop these relationships. We are so spiritual. And we want to commune with others. Yes, it's out of our control. You know, yeah. this is just natural. Um but, uh, you know, if one doesn't take care of their mind, I don't think they can take care of any of those. If, mm-hmm. you, if you don't have your mind in a good place, how are you going to get yourself to go to the gym at the end of the workday? How are you going to be spiritual with your friends and your family and, mm. and people around you? Being creative, too. You're very creative. You're a musician, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I try to be, but, but thank you. I mean, uh, that's. I think that's more of a, it's a great way to relax, especially for uh in preparation for a busier, stressful day in the OR, you know something is coming up that's going to be a really hard case. It's going to be a very difficult case. You know, playing a little bit of music, uh, a bit of meditation, a bit of um, uh, just a, uh, being in the moment really does work wonders for the next day in terms of how relaxed mm-hmm. uh, you stay during the OR. And uh, I found it's worked a lot. How do you like yeah. to meditate? Uh, you know, at first, uh, you know, things like prayer and, and uh, you know, taking... Taking some time and being quiet, uh, you know, being cognizant of your senses. That that was also something that I would have to do on a conscious basis. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, one of my surgical mentors uh, taught me the art of mindfulness. And it was probably the best lesson I learned during residency. Uh, I always noticed that he did the hardest surgeries. Yet, some reason, you know, the surgery could be perfect or it could be going wrong. Yet, he would be the same guy. And I asked him one day, so how... Do you do that? How do you stay so calm and look the same, whether it's going good or going bad, and, and uh, you know, going going good or going south? And then he he would say, you know, I've I've learned this art of mindfulness in my 30s. I wish I learned it earlier because hmm. I'd be further ahead. And I was in my 20s at the time, so he so he said, you know, let me teach you what I do. And you know, he spoke of you know being able to pay attention to you know just for example us sitting here being listening to the echoes of this room the acoustics uh you know looking at the lighting uh feeling what it feels like to sit on this chair and on this comfortable cushion uh what the smell the smells like what am i tasting things like that i and and doing that consciously at first to to uh kind of get used to it but then over time it becomes something in the subconscious you know like you you don't really notice you're doing it anymore yet you are and mm-hmm. so you're in the present you're in the moment but you're meditating all the time. So I think that's kind of something that I, I work towards and I'm getting better and better at. And it's, it's really uh, helped in terms of, uh, you know, peace of mind or, or, you know, keeping the mind healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I like to call it is present moment awareness. Yeah. There's no point thinking about the past or the future because all that matters is the now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's a great way to reduce anxiety and... Yeah. And just be really dialed in and be appreciative and gratitude of yeah. what you're experiencing now. Yeah. I mean, that that truly could be the, you know, secret of happiness. I mean, it certainly has for me. So mm-hmm. Living a joy-filled life is, yeah. that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's really the key is looking for joy in everything, whether it's your, your body, you're working out, you're getting, you know, you're feeling joyful, yeah. getting results at the gym and feeling yeah. good, your, your mind, you get joy from... Uh, being creative, writing music, things like that, mm-hmm. and spiritually. Yeah, absolutely. Finding what lights you up. Yes. Helping people lights you up. Clearly, yeah. you know, you're a, a, an accomplished surgeon, and uh, thank you. you must get a lot of gratification from that. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, people. I was talking to a friend about this yesterday and, and uh, funny enough, uh, coincidentally, and we were talking about how your profession, do you, you know, is it the chicken or egg? You know, did, did one go into the profession because of certain aspects of your personality or did the profession create you into this personality? And, and I think there's certainly it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt like I've always cared for people, wanted to help people. And, and uh, that's why I went to medicine. And as I was exposed to things that happened, just like you are in, in healthcare, uh, you know, you're exposed to people and their suffering and the lives they lead. And, and, uh, and it's not all good. You know, people have live very difficult lives sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, it helps one gain perspective. You definitely start appreciating a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. You start appreciating your friends and family more, your health. Uh, you start, you know, it's, it, it really does gain perspective at, at a very young age. You know, you, you suddenly feel, wow, uh, you know, I'm very grateful to my patients because uh, their experiences have taught me wisdom. And, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and suddenly you are outside and, and somebody you know, yells at you for something in traffic or something. And you kind of laugh it off because this is not, this doesn't matter right, in the long run. But for someone like that, who might not see that, that wisdom or see that perspective, they might, this was the biggest thing that's ever happened. You know, mm-hmm. you cut them off. This is the biggest thing that ever happened. Something like that, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of silly, but, but, um, that's kind of, you know, that's, the, I think that's the most beautiful gift of being in healthcare and helping others is, uh, you know, learning from each other totally. and, and gaining perspective. I get fueled to my clients every single day. And it's yeah. beautiful. I learn so much from conversing with others. Yes, yes. What is the coolest thing you learned in med school, aside from saving people's lives? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I might not save too many lives. I mean, I do cut out cancers and things like that nowadays, but then as an ophthalmologist as well, doing, you know, helping people with their vision and, and cosmetic surgery and aesthetic surgery with the oculoplastics, maybe I would say I saved more quality of life mm-hmm. than life. <laughs> but I mean, either way, you know, it, it's, it's helping people. When I think to back to med school, I think one of the neatest lessons I, I learned was how diverse, you know, the career is. Mm-hmm. I went into medical school thinking, you know, I had a picture in mind of what kind of, what a doctor was and, and what I would become. Uh, but when I went into medical school, I realized that it is a myriad of, of careers in one, you know, faculty. So suddenly I'm in medical school. I'm going to have an MD in four years. And uh, what am I going to do? Am I going to do ophthalmology and, you know, treat blindness? Or am I going to go into psychiatry and treat the mind? Or am I going to go into surgery and, and save lives all day with, you know, and, uh, or, or, or what is it, right? Family medicine and be there doing the groundwork and, and helping people day by day. And that's, which is also very rewarding. So it became this career choice that was much more complicated than do I want to go into medical school? Right. <laughs> so I think that was the coolest thing I learned, um, was that how diverse the world is in medicine and how it, um, you know, how, you know, one doctor does not equal another. And, and uh, it really has a place for every type of personality, and which is perhaps why I think, you know, that nowadays in medical school, they don't look at just your grades anymore. Mm-hmm. You might need that genius who is going to know everything about, uh, you know, the heart because that's your heart. You're a cardiologist. Uh, and, and you do need those people. But then you need diverse people who are better with people, too. You need someone who can look into the mind and look into what you're thinking and, and you know, empathize with you like a psychiatrist could or, uh, you know, someone who might be very, very, uh, you know, gifted technically, like, a you know, say a surgeon would be. Uh, so it's it's really neat. You do uh, incredibly fine surgeries. 
Yeah, yeah. So the eye surgery is, it's, you know, it's, it's a small five millimeter, maybe less, depending on the eye, uh, in terms of space. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit stressful in terms of how little you can move. Uh, but at the same time, with the proper training, I, I thank my mentors for teaching me how to stay calm and how to keep, uh, you know, the hand steady. And then, yeah, so, but, you know, if as long as you, you had the proper training, and, and I think being such a diverse admissions process where they take people from everywhere and all sorts of walks of life, uh, you do get people that are might be might be a little better at keeping their hands steady versus might be better at talking to people or maybe right. yeah so it's it's kind of neat so yeah in summary I guess the coolest thing I learned about medicine is how diverse it actually is yeah yeah that's great as with everything in life yeah well thank you so much for joining us today Dr. Yang where can people find you yeah so you can find me on Instagram uh, I'm at Dr. Pretty Eyes um, and or uh, you know through, on Facebook as well uh, but yeah, or you can even Google me, you know, you'll find me in my uh, office on the uh, Vancouver Island. And, uh, you know, I'd be happy to take care of you if you have any questions or answer any further questions. And if you Google Dr. Yang, you'll actually see some of his volunteer work that he did. Oh, is another right? great way to <laughs> stay balanced and give back and, mm. you know, fill yourself from, you know, the inside out with, with giving back. Yeah, you know, it's been fantastic. And make sure when you Google, don't don't look at the, the Dr. Yang from... Uh, California. There's someone being sued. That's not me. <laughs> so just for the record. <laughs> That's a good disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Well, of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today and speaking to the benefits of how to stay grounded with your body, mind, and spirit as a very busy and accomplished oculoplastic surgeon and ophthalmologist. You heard it here. Learn more about Dr. Patrick Yang by visiting him at Dr. Pretty Eyes all over social media. And thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow me, Rachel Varga, at Rachel Varga Official across all major platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, podcast, and more. It's going to be a beautiful adventure. 